Christmas, it's come and gone. The carols have been sung. All the gifts have been opened. The Christmas movies have been watched, and all of that delicious food, it's filled our bellies full. Soon we'll begin taking all the decorations down, and we'll put them away for another year. The lights will be turned off. The trees will be recycled or put in the basement. And baby Jesus, along with the nativity scene, it'll be carefully packed and stored until next Christmas. Some uh, may be packing all those decorations up in the coming week, or uh, maybe, maybe you'll leave them out and continue to sit in the glow of the light and the tinsels. But the purpose of Christmas, it isn't to shuffle it all away, but instead it's to embrace the gift, the gift of God's undeserved grace and love and the fullness of the community that we have become. You see, the goal of Christmas is to embrace and incorporate the new and for us to become one in Christ. I think about Christmas and, and all of those gifts that we've received all throughout the years, and, and like many of you, I love exchanging gifts. There's such a joy, and it's just a whole lot of fun to be able to go out and, and try to find that perfect gift for your family member or your friend. And it brings such excitement to, to finally be able to rip apart all of that gift paper to, to see what's been hiding under the tree for weeks in your name. But so often, often as the years pass by, the joy that you once felt from any particular gift, well, it begins to fade away. There are a few gifts opened at Christmas which we enjoy over a lifetime. Like many things on this earth, new toys and electronics, they become obsolete. Clothes, they fade and we donate them. Food, well I hope, is consumed. Items become fragile or break or we find no use for them anymore. All the gifts we give and we receive at Christmas, they only last for so long except for one. There is one gift that we have received that lasts for a lifetime and beyond. It's a gift that didn't start by being wrapped under a tree in, in fancy gift wrap, but it, it was a gift first given, wrapped in swaddling cloth, tucked snugly in a manger. It's a gift that leads to transformation in our lives, the, the lives of others, and which brings things together both in heaven and earth. It's not a gift that we use for a few years and then we forget about, we find it sometime later and then put it in the donate box. No. It's a gift which is to be enjoyed every day for all the days of our lives. And then, the remarkable thing is, that gift even carries on with us to eternity. I want to share with you uh, what the Apostle 
Paul says in, to open his letter to the church of Ephesians. It's in uh, the first chapter, beginning with verse 3. He says, Bless the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing that comes from heaven. God chose us. He chose you and I in Christ to be holy and blameless in God's presence before the creation of the world. God destined us. God destined you and I to be his adopted children through Jesus Christ because of his love. This was according to his goodwill and his plan, and to honor his glorious grace that he has given to us freely through the Son whom he loves. We have been ransomed through his Son's blood, and we have forgiveness for our failures based on his overflowing grace, which he poured over us with wisdom and understanding. God revealed his hidden mystery to us, which is according to his goodwill and the plan that he intended to accomplish through his Son. This is what God has planned for the climax of all times, to bring all things together in Christ, the things in heaven along with the things on earth. We have also received an inheritance in Christ. We were destined by the plan of God who accomplishes everything according to his design. We are called, you and I, friends, we are called to be an honor to God's glory because we were the first to hope in Christ. You too heard the word of truth in Christ, which is the good news of your salvation. You were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit because you believed in Christ, the Holy Spirit, it is down payment, the down payment on your inheritance, which is applied toward how redemption is God's own people, resulting in the honor of God's glory. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Paul says here, that the gift we have received, the gift of new life and an inheritance as God's own children, is so that we might live for the praise of our great God's glory. As a people who are destined to be God's children through Jesus Christ and who are now marked by the Holy Spirit, we're called to now have a new heart and a new life, one that gives praise always. We celebrate the story of Emmanuel. God with us, not just at Christmas, but all year long. And we enjoy the gift of redemption, of mercy, of grace offered to us through the blood of Jesus Christ all the days of our life. The spirit of Christmas, it doesn't last for only a season. It doesn't last from the day after Thanksgiving to December the 26th but it lasts through the whole season of our life. 
Our company has arrived. But, in, but instead of staying for a day or two and then returning home as our family and friends might do, the company, the company is the renewed spirit of Christ who dwells among us in new and dynamic ways even beyond the holiday season. That's why, friends, we need to be cautious to not pack Christmas away in our basements and approach uh, the end of this season with the notion that, that we return back to normalcy. We aren't returning to anything, but instead we are moving forward and we are moving on to perfection in Christ. We embrace the new thing that God is doing in our midst. We celebrate the new community that we have become. Even if it's with the same people, we are renewed, we are revived by our attention to the Advent in the Christmas season. We didn't endure all that went before. We welcome the guest and we are transformed by it. The remarkable thing about the opening of Paul's letter to the Ephesians, is that it is wholly God-directed. It's God-inspired. It is God-drenched. Yet, it also manages to invite us to explore. Explore the blessing placed upon and within us. The gift that was given first this season. It celebrates uh, the God who is at work in our lives and in our world. You and I, we are chosen. We are blessed. We are destined for adoption. We are redeemed, forgiven, showered with God's undeserved and unmerited grace and mercy. We are taught the mystery of Christ being born as one of us, also that he could die and suffer Suffer a painstaking death on a cross for our sins. We have been blessed with the gift of, of inheritance, all so that we might live. Live for the praise of God. Paul reminds us that the story of Christmas, the story of even Easter, and really, the story of our entire lives in Christ, it is all about being blessed by the Almighty and the Most Holy God. The story of Christmas marks the beginning of God pouring out new blessings on our lives, even, even when we don't deserve it. And God coming to dwell on earth so that through Jesus, you and I could be picked up and chosen to be God's adopted children. It's an extraordinary gift that we have received at Christmas. And one that we receive for an entire lifetime and beyond. One of my favorite movies as a kid, 
and it's one that I watched over and over again. I'm sure my dad just absolutely loved this, uh, that I, I loved watching the movie Annie. And no doubt you're familiar with the storyline, and my favorite moment in the film Annie is at the very end, when the formerly adopted young red-headed spunky Annie and her new Daddy Warbucks are singing together a powerful duet of how they had finally discovered the joy of shared love between a parent and a child. And they sing of how they don't need anything in the world but each other. And in the scene, you can sense the profound feeling of blessing and hope that Annie experienced as she had now been chosen. That she had now been, been given a new life. The story of Christmas. It is one of hope. One of blessing one of joy. And similar to how an orphan child experiences an incredible sense of joy upon learning that, that someone wants to adopt them, take them in as their own, our story of faith must be experienced before we can fully believe it. Until you're in the shoes of an orphan child, you could never fully comprehend that, that sense of joy, that overwhelming feeling of blessing that they feel. When the caseworker finally says, we have a family and they want you to take their name. The gift of your salvation and the gift of your grace, it isn't one that you simply know intellectually. But it is a gift to experience firsthand and to live out the story of your faith. It's meant to lead you to new beginnings and forward into a life transformed by the love of Jesus. But friends, you can't move toward understanding that. You can't fully understand what God did on that cold winter's night until you enter into the spirit of Christ. What Paul is telling us in his letter, at the beginning of his letter, is that when you hear this word, when God delivered the gift of Christmas, when God handed you a gift like no other from above, and when you accepted the gift in your life, you put your life in the hands of the Christ child. You know, when you accepted that gift, you changed everything about who you are and what you do. By accepting the gift of what that baby boy did for you on the cross, you secured your future in his grace. You wrapped yourself around him like he was now the air that you breathe and the bread that sustains you. Your life becomes one of praise and celebration for what God has and is doing in and through your life. 
It's not enough, friends, to only know the story and of the gift that has been offered to you. You have to experience it in your heart, in your mind, in your soul. You have to live your faith out, not just accept it. You have to live it out. And friends, my prayer for you is that you wouldn't merely think about your faith, that you wouldn't merely think about Jesus, but that you would live out your faith, that you would live in the spirit of Christ fully and wholeheartedly all the days of your life. That is my prayer and my hope for you. My prayer is that you would experience every day the extraordinary blessing of being chosen as God's own and given an inheritance of eternal salvation. Jesus has come. Jesus has come and we've opened the doors to him. The question is, are we living the celebration? The celebration of what Christ is doing in our midst through the power of his Holy Spirit? Are we living a life full of praise and glory to God the Father? Are we rejoicing in fellowship with one another and letting our hearts be glad as we live out the celebration? Christ has come, and we've opened our doors to him and all followers of Christ because we are called to gather all things together in heaven and on earth in God as a precursor to the gathering that will be done when we feast with all of Christ's saints at the heavenly banquet. We live each day in celebration of the mystery of what Christ has done, what Christ is doing, and what Christ will do again. We live a celebration of hope, the hope that we share as the family, the big family of God. We live a celebration as we experience the goodness of God's grace and as we're transformed over and over again by his amazing and indescribable love. Company has come. Company has come. And so now, friends, I say go and celebrate it by living in the powerful presence of the Holy Spirit. Go now and honor Honor God, give God the glory due to his name because we have experienced firsthand the hope in Christ Jesus. Go now and be transformed every day of your life by the renewing of your hearts, your minds, and your souls. And for as long as you have breath in your lungs, go. Go and give God praise by being his hands and feet in this world. Go. Go and live. Live the celebration. Would you pray with me? Almighty God, God, we give you thanks for this extraordinary gift of your undeserved grace and love. 
God, we thank you for choosing us to be your own and for the inheritance we are afforded through Jesus Christ of eternal salvation. And so, God, as we live that celebration, we pray that we are no longer our own, but we are yours. Put us to what you will. God, rank us with whom you will. Put us to doing. Put us to suffering. Let us be employed by you or laid aside for you. Exalted for you or brought low by you. Holy God, let us be full. Let us be empty. Let us have all things and God, let us have nothing if it is your will. We freely and fully yield all things to your pleasure and your disposal. And now, glorious and blessed God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we are yours and you are ours. Praise be to you. And let the covenant which we have made on earth, may it be confirmed in heaven now and forever. Amen.